So there was one thing, last piece of weird news. I didn't know if you knew this. I didn't know this. Back in 2017, Gatorade was banned and fined $300,000 for bad-mouthing water in a video game. Toy Story? Gatorade. Toy Story? <laughs> Toy Story? It shows you how much I can pay attention at times. <laughs> I think we're all guilty of that mm, at times. I suppose. <laughs> you just happen to be caught a little more often because if I notice it, guess what? I will be like, ooh, advantage time! <laughs> Catching Aaron off guard. Yep. Oh, man. Oh, Aaron. Welcome to another <laughs> episode of User Words Podcast. As you heard yeah, yeah. already, there's Mr. Aaron Johnson, and we got uh, Mr. Josh Brewer here as well, because, yeah. well, Josh Josh is, just loves to be here, and we're yes. glad to have him here, and he yeah. purchased something online. We don't know what. It wasn't a Pornhub subscription. No, <sighs> no, no, no. No, it wasn't. Josh is a good boy, but we got Mr. Brewer with us again, and he's happy to talk and he is happy to disagree, and that is fine. It, we had to pull him in. He was in timeout momentarily. Yeah. I, I, I really don't know why. I, I just. You were in timeout because you couldn't stop from laughing while oh, we were I know, trying that's to get what the I'm saying. I don't know why. Like, out of nowhere, I just burst into laughter. And if you, I don't know if any of you listeners have had it, but it's like you, you get into a laughter to where your laughter makes you laugh even more. And then as you try to stop laughing, your muscles in your chest and your stomach are clenching. So you're laughing. It, it almost it like trickles. Aaron and I have it to where we'll look at each other every so rare often. And I'll just look at him and I'll start laughing. He'll start laughing. I'll start laughing again. He'll start laughing. And then it just escalates until he can't breathe and he starts coughing. So what you're telling wow. me is looking at each other, you look at each other and you find each other such big jokes that you laugh at each other. Yes, actually. Wow, that is sad and diminishing. <laughs> Please stop being transparent with me. <laughs> am I being too transparent, Paul? Yes, yes, you are. Well, I am sorry, but that is your personal preference. <sighs> As we have learned, everything with Josh is a personal preference. We'll yeah. see how that plays in today. Yes. But beyond that, Josh, Aaron, it's your favorite time of the week. The word for, <clears throat> you, for you this week, Aaron, while Josh pulls it up. Yes. I will tell you this. The word is fictile. Fictile? Fictile. F-I-C-T-I-L-E. Fictile. So that's the word. And my one free clue that I'll give you, pottery. That is a very big clue. Yep. I was going to say. Pottery. When you hear the word fictile, you think, fictile. I think, like, maybe it's something that has to do with prehistoric. I don't know. Like prehistoric animal droppings like that's like fictile fictile oh fictile okay never mind I'll take that back never mind it's just how it's spelled it and i'm horrible with english so <clears throat> but like i said my one clue i'll i'll give is <clears throat> pottery and then when you hear the, the timer go you will have a minute to get johnson to define what fictile is fictile is so on your marks fictile. In three, two. So, God said he made us out of what? Dirt. Okay. Another word for dirt. Dirt is on what? Dirt is on? What? 
It is on something. The yeah. ground. What is this globe that we all the live Earth? on? Okay. So something. Okay. Um, what do you do with Ah Frick, he said it. Um if he Plato, said it, what you... do you do with Plato? Craft it, make stuff out of it. But you mold it? Okay. So molding dirt from the earth. Close enough. Uh, capable of being molded, made of earth, clay, by a potter, of or relating to pottery. Wait, so, fictal. Yep. Is so it's a substance. It's an it's an adjective. Oh. So it's capable. So if something is oh, oh capable. So something is fictal. Is fictal. It's you can cap- mold it. It can be molded as though by a potter. Okay. So so Plato was a very good one for that one. That was well done. Thank you. So today I wanted to talk about something, and I'm going to I'm going to be 100 percent clear and honest with this on two things. One, I realize I have benefited from this, and two, because of that realization, I will admit I freely take advantage of it. Hmm. What am I talking about? Your... Our mental sanity. No, that's not where I was going with it. <laughs> I was going with race, but so. If you have never seen a picture of me, I am half Mexican, half European mutt. Yes. The European mutt is, there's some German, some French. There, it's literally a European mish, mutt. Mish. But half Mexican. My mom is from the, well, she was born in the U.S., but my grandma was straight from the lands of Mexico. Mexico? Yes. Uh, she was a wonderful, I wouldn't say, no, she wasn't a farmer. She picked vegetables and that on the farm. Essentially, it's what my grandma did. Okay. And my grandma had eight kids. Whew. Okay. Wow. Grandma was busy. Yes, she was. Um, my grandpa was, you know, part of the war effort and all that. So he was gone for a lot of the time, you know, and then he died and my grandma raised my aunts and my mom and all that by herself. Mm-hmm. Eight kids. Wow. <laughs> no, that's quite a bit. That's a, yeah, that's a lot. Anyways, so... I am fully cognizant of what this entails. I am fully aware that this is a very deep issue that cannot be fully flushed out in less than a lifetime, to be honest, because there's multiple things that are happening. here. I say that at the very start. So that way, this isn't taken as Josh and Aaron being two white boys bashing on anyone of color. Nope. And this isn't anything like that. This isn't meant to be a manifesto of racism or anything like that. This is a conversation on has affirmative action actually been detrimental in some ways, especially right now. I'm not talking about in the past where where it came from and that. I'm talking about right now is affirmative action being used detrimental as a kind of a reverse racism almost. You know, what are what are the pros and cons about about that, you know? And also is it better to be known by your merit or is it better to be known by how much melanin you have in your skin? Because huh. let's be honest here. Skin color really comes down to how much melanin you have in your, your skin. You know, when I go out in the sun, I darken up relatively fast compared to the white boys here. <laughs> True. You know, <clears throat> I, I don't tend to burn as easily. But that's just because of, you know, 
It's your body's. It's my body's adaptation to, to where my ancestry comes from. Yep. Mexico is not the frozen South. It is a blazing, <laughs> blazing hot place. And oh, look, you go south, south in Mexico, you get closer and closer and closer to what? Oh, the equator. Which sun hits well. Yes, a lot. the sun hits a lot of. Yes. So I'm saying, let's look at the biological fact. I have a little more melanin than these two guys here, you know, and Aaron has a little bit of that blonde and the red going on. And, uh oh. You know, so I don't know. Do you burn real easy, Aaron? Uh, like if you feel... like if you went outside shirtless, no sun, oh, no suntan lotion on. Boy, how long would it take you till you were like burnt? Oh, goodness, I, like I'm how, trying to think. Like how long would it be until we looked at you and be like, those pecs are not supposed to be that red? <laughs> I say yeah. I've only been real badly burnt once in my life. That was in Spain in the middle of summer, southern mm. part of Spain in the middle of summer. Oh wow! But. Say, yeah, for me, I mean, if I went shirtless, yeah, oof, like this would probably not do well that long. What, what's this? My, like my, my, my body. Your body, my, your, your chest and yeah. stomach area? Because yeah. that don't, that don't see the light of day. Okay, but, okay. <laughs> let, okay, let's say we, now, let's say your arm was detachable. Okay. Oh. How, if, if we could detach your arm, yeah. you know, the part that sees the sun off. Yes. And just like lay in a tanning, a tanning bed or laid outside on a nice summer day, how long until that burnt? Obviously, we'd reattach the arm afterwards so you can enjoy okay. the pleasure of the burn. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. You're not a burning supporter. You're not feeling the burn that way. <laughs> feeling the burn. Um, Man, that's a really... Because I feel like, I've, I mean, the only <laughs> I feel like the only way I can sort of answer this is from being out in the motorcycle rides. Like, I've done... Okay hour-long rides on the motorcycle where i don't have you know where these my arms are fully fully exposed and normally after that i'm oh i'm still fine so it's not okay so you're not you're kissed by the sun and you're instantly red (gasps) okay okay brewer how about you how long can you be out before you uh feel like a lobster from maine i think for me it depends on when like middle, I, middle of the summer, noonday sun. Middle of the summer, I've been exposed to the sun already, and I go out with no sunscreen. I don't. I think I'd be red, but I don't think I'd be burnt. Okay, because I think my skin. Now this is just uh, uh, you noticing. Know, I just, think that yeah. as if I go little by little, mm-hmm. by halfway through the summer, I can pretty much be fine outside. What if Bill and Ted appeared right here, picked you up in their phone booth? And took you straight to the middle of summer from right now. Right now. Head burn. Like how, how long? quickly? I'd say probably. I I mean, if I'm out in the in the morning. They kick I, you out they kick you out of your phone bo- out of the phone booth. And you have to use the towel to wrap around your hair because you're in the middle of the desert. I say I could be burnt within seven hours. S- seven hours, wow. Well, I mean, if you're talking straight sun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like heat of the day, like noon. Yeah, I think it'd take me about maybe five hours before you're like <laughs> burnt, 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 burnt. Oh, we're gonna test this. Like, like red, I yeah. I start to redden up in a like an hour and a half, two hours, but to the point to where it's like hour and a half, two hours. That's way different from five hours. But no, that's just like starting to see a little red. Okay. I, I asked. I'll we'll test this. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to test this. We'll, we'll I, try to give I, Josh I asked cancer. this again. I'm not being um, 
when I when I refer to you two as the little white boys of the podcast, I'm not being yes. racist. I'm just I'm being facetious on, on all this. Uh because just... Yes, there we go. We go ahead, Brewer. Say it. Say the it's word. It's the one time I can say it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, because we stopped Brewer from ever calling anyone else racist ever. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Facts, yes. Anyways, so I brought this idea to them. I wasn't exactly how sure everyone was for this, <laughs> but I was like, eh, let's do it <laughs> and we'll see what happens. So right. what we're going to be talking about in case you haven't picked up here a little bit is kind of affirmative action in that, like I said, how, how, and I will admit at the start, it was used to try to balance what happened in the past in America. Let's be Let's not try to hide the fact America used to be very some, racist. It was <laughs> you know, messed or, up. owning slaves and that. Okay, that none of that is good. No. So no. I guess my question is: Have we overcorrected for that? Have we overcorrected to the fact that where people are based on how much melanin are in their skin over their merit? Mm. You know that that's my question. Yeah. You know, and I point to and this I point to you know what. Who was a very famous uh, leader in the movement for equal rights? Who was a few? There were a few, but who's the one that we kind of... uh, We just celebrated We celebrate... We just celebrated, I believe, his birthday or something like that recently. Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. Civil rights activist. And he did say, and this is a quote, and I believe this should be the truth of the quote, not how we are doing it today. Because how we're doing it today, honestly... I believe, I believe is opposite of this quote. Mm. Here's his quote. And it's from, from his famous, I have a dream speech. Mm-hmm. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Yeah. Where I see affirmative action causing issues is that they are basing various things on the color of the skin and then turning around and saying, oh, no, we're not doing it based on your race. We're doing it based on your socioeconomic status, which and then is tying a particular race to a socioeconomic status, <laughs> which drives me nuts on multiple levels. Hmm. Joshy boy, you're quiet. Why? No, I'm, I'm just listening. No, I agree. Okay. I'm like, Joshy boy's <laughs> quiet. So how does this work out? I'm going to ask you this question here, and then I want you... So. You both are familiar with the SATs, right? The tests, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you know how you need to score on that in order to get into some colleges. Some take the SAT, some take the ACT, okay? We're going to talk about the SAT right now. This was a study done in 2009. Uh, it was from two Princeton sociologists, Thomas Eppenshade and Alexandra Radford, okay? Hmm. Let's assume there was a school. This school said you needed to score a 1,000 to get in, okay? That is how much, if you're, according to the study, if you were, quote-unquote, white, you know, as your racial background, you had to score at least a 1,000, okay? <clears throat> if you were Asian, how many points would you have to score to be admitted? 1,800. It's not that big of a difference, but thankfully not. <laughs> it's up there. It, it's not that big of a difference. Johnson? 12. 1,200? 100, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, so 
thankfully so closer. You would have to score one thousand one hundred forty points. See, okay, I I'm only familiar, I guess, with ACT. I'm not familiar with SAT. Yeah, so the how that points. Yeah, and that. to be fair, okay, so at that time, right now, the SATs are under a different scale. Oh, okay. okay? But the the point of the fact is they had to score 140 points higher than your their white your counterparts yeah. to be admitted to the same school. Okay? That's stupid. Now, no, no, no. Here's where we go even more fun. Me, as a Hispanic person, since I mark Hispanic on the chart, mm-hmm. still the same standard, 1,000 minimum t- to get in if you're white. What would I have to score to get Ooh. in? Oh, um... <laughs> Take this with a grain of salt, Paul. No. <gasps> Seven fifty. Johnson. Hmm. So you're saying he has to score less to be able to get in, correct? That's what he said. So what would I have to score as a Hispanic person to get in to this mythical college? So I guess I'm trying to think. Are they trying to make? Is this like? Is this from back then or is this current? This no, you is, said what we. This have was to. this was the study at 2009. 2009. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> Hmm. Nah. Eight fifty. You're really close. Hmm. Eight seventy. I was gonna say eight seventy-five, but I did it. Okay. Dang. Now you take that same mythical college again. As soon as you say these words, everything starts sounding racist. It's not intended to be racist. But if you take a person who is black, what would they have to score? Brewer. They what? What would if what for would, what a black would, person? What would they have to score? Get into the same college. Seven fifty. That's what I was going to say. 690. 690. So they're making it easier for them to get in, but then harder for the Asians to get in. Right. And it it actually, so recently in the last couple of years, now they lost. Spoiler spoiler alert, they lost. (laughs) Um, There were a bunch of Asians who actually sued Harvard saying that they had to score almost perfectly on their tests in order to get enrolled, while others of other minority racial groups didn't have to score as well and then were admitted. Yeah. So there is... Now, they did lose uh, the Supreme Court, and that said, you know what, we're not going to consider this as a racial thing. So just making sure that that's out there, you know, they, they won that. Uh, well, they lost that. The college won that for the right to be able to continue to use affirmative action to do all their. I, I don't. Oh, want it to... is. This college technically is also private. Yeah, but they still have to have fair standards for admitting people, and that was the that was the point of the lawsuit. Now, whether you agree with that or not, that's a you know. That's... I mean, I I I don't know, like. I mean, is there a trend for them to create a requirement like that? Possibly. But I feel like they would want people to be around the same and not almost be yeah. 400 points away from each other. Because that would ultimately affect the overall uh, test scores and stuff, too. I think, if anything, they should make it harder to increase their overall... But I can see where they're coming from on that. But I don't see where they're coming from on yeah. Wait, you see where they're coming from, but don't see what the com- where they're coming from. To expand upon this, please. So to allow, so if they had, I'm pretty sure there's certain laws basically saying that, um, because I know with work, uh, in places of work, 
Mm-hmm. If you have two candidates, let's say you have a bunch of white oh, oh, white people, yep. and you have two candidates, and one is black and the other is white, and the white person is definitely qualified for the position, and the black person isn't. I'm just saying, I'm not right. I just just erase people that I chose to just, just yep. color right now. On. Yeah, um, they're obligated to hire the black person for equal opportunity, uh, and and stuff like that. So kind of they are obligated. So for employers, in order for it to be legal, the plan to do a, a hires like that, they and this is from employmentlawfirms.com. It says affirmative action by private employers. The plan must be temporary. Affirmative action measures may last only as long as necessary to undo the effects of past discrimination. In that case, the company has to admit that they have a history of discrimination, not saying that they were necessarily discriminating. They could have discriminated in the fact that they said that they don't have enough people of color on their staff. And that's enough for them to then have that. So it is actually very limited on that legal-wise on how that can be done. Oh, okay. So yeah, so from employmentlawfirms.com, you know, that it, it has to be a very narrowly defined. Because uh, the the Supreme Court has held that a desire to remedy the effects of social discrimination is not sufficient justification for race-based classifications, nor is a desire to provide non-white role models justification either. In other words, they can't just say, in general, you two both meet the qualifications, we're going to hire you for the diversity hire. That is illegal. Now, if you have two people and you know the person of color is more qualified and you take them, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. But it's, you know, okay, let's let's assume something here. Me and Josh are both applying for a car repair position. I have no car repair skills. I don't, you know? But they hire me over Josh because they can check off that they have a Hispanic in their office. That is wrong. Mm-hmm. No, well, absolutely. I should not be there. <clears throat> Just the same as if we're going to a, a business meeting or a, a, a non-business meeting, sorry. If we're applying for a job at we're uh, at like a computer job, right? And they hired Josh over me, and Josh has no computer skills because he's white. That's illegal. I will 100% agree with that. Basing your decision purely on again how much melanin you have in your skin should right. not be a factor. Yeah, that's my personal opinion on that. Okay, let me ask you this, and and this I, and this is where I'm kind of using more data here. Okay, medical school accepted rates. 2013 to 2015. So a a few years old at this point. Okay. So I'm going to start at the lowest MCAT rating that they have on the table of a MCAT of 24 to 26, which translates to a GPA of 3.2 to 3.39. Okay. Think Think of that. In that group, give me the white acceptance rate out of 100. Wait, what? Out of 100%, right? Mm-hmm. How many of that was white? With the three point whatever. Yeah. Oh. Thirty. Uh, Brewer. Twenty five. Eight percent. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and then, that, and I'll give you the other ones from this range. Okay. Asian six point five, Hispanic thirty point nine, Black fifty eight point seven. Okay. Well, you go up to the highest rating, MCAT twenty seven twenty nine, GPA three point four to three point five nine. Okay, so this is your highest rating. At this area, white acceptance jumps up to 30%, 30 
Asian is still down at 20%. Hispanic jumps up to 61%. And black jumps up to 81%. Huh. Okay. Again, this is where people are doing this, you know, based on color of skin. So this is still all done from that Princeton sociologist study. So what they did was they they studied a bunch of people and acceptance to various colleges. And they basically gave, uh, you know, in golf, you get a handicap or bowling, you get a handicap. Let's go bowling. Okay? Yeah. So bowling, get a handicap. You know, if you're in a league, you know, Johnson bowled in his handicap qualifying game. 50 points. So his handicap was like 90. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. That, that's because Johnson's just a horrible bowler. Yep. Brewer goes and he bowls a 200. So his handicap Ooh. is zero. Yeah. Okay. Now you go to qualify for, you know, a tournament. You have a great day, but you're still getting that 90 points. Josh has a horrible day and he still gets the zero points. Or actually, he may be so good. They're giving him negative 50. <laughs> you know? Oof. Yeah. Why is that being? Why are you being chosen for the tournament over Joshy Boy? Because I'm getting that handicap, and that's what they they found in this study. So now I, I'm going to add this point on too. They have a group of people in here which they call legacies. So legacies are children of alumni of the the college or university, and honestly, those people should not be getting bonus points for admission either. Uh uh-uh. uh. Just no. because your parent went there, congratulations. Why does that entitle you to go to somewhere? Right. Yeah. It doesn't. It runs in the family. We should it, all go no. to this place. So for legacies, they actually get 160 points, essentially, to their SAT score. Wow. Whatever it is. Okay. Recruited athletes get 200. So, you know, Brewer is the premier bowler in Wisconsin. Wow. The University of Idaho. Seeks them out, tells them, we're going to give you full-ride scholarship. Come bowl for us. Wow. They're recruiting, deal. They're recruiting him, so they'll, they'll give you 200 points. Okay? Asians. Want to guess what their uh, modifier is? <laughs> I like that I know what modifier means now. <laughs> <laughs> you want to guess? Um, nah, geez. Josh, you guess first. 200. That's their modifier, plus 200. Because he just said that was for the athletes. Yeah. Well, recruited athletes was 200. I'm going to say 200. No, 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 no. 20. Okay. That was a big jump. Johnson? Uh, 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 75. I don't know. Negative 50. (laughs) Wait, what? Wow. Again, this is part of that lawsuit that they lost that they filed against Harvard. So in essence, what they're doing, and this, if you're paying attention to the numbers earlier, Remember, I asked you what your MC your score had to be. Yeah. So they have to score fifty points more. Yeah. Than, than your average. than your average white guy. That's so stupid. Who is non recruited athlete, non legacy student? They get zero bonus points. They just sit out here and I'm zero. Okay. <laughs> Hispanics get one hundred and eighty five bonus points to their SAT, oh. and essentially almost a recruited athlete level. And higher than a legacy. So could you imagine if you're a Hispanic legacy that's also a recruited Just athlete? Shooting up the roof. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. That's a lot. And then blacks, 230. Just out of the box. Yeah. So a leg- legacy black athlete, you're in. A legacy black recruited athlete. Yeah. You're in. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's 
See, I, I guess, yeah, this all doesn't make sense to me. I guess I feel like depending on the school, I get, I get the having the different requirements, I guess, but I don't. You, as I say, so you get having different requirements for different racial backgrounds? Like I get why they're doing it. Okay, why are they doing it? So they could have the di- diverse, you know, group, and so they're not discriminatory against race, kind of thing. Would be my guess. Now, like, I I will agree. A, a diverse community is great. It is. I, oh I, yeah. I, I will not. I, I'm not saying make these white only or anything like that. No, no, no. no, no. Do no, not misconstrue that. It's awful. Diversity is great. Yes. But because we, I mean, each. Each race, I mean, do have a different like cultural background right. to a point. So they all have their different things about them. But making it so much easier for one than the other okay. is just kind of ruining. Let, the whole let thing me about let me ask fair. you this question. Brewer, I want you to answer this one first. The big argument for affirmative action, especially like uh, in school admittance and that, is okay. We're, what we're doing is we're admitting more people from the black community because they grew up in poorer socioeconomic status. They didn't have the ability to get uh, the additional private tutoring that the white people got or that the Asians got. They didn't have all the money to do the various things like point like uh, a white kid who comes from a family makes over 200,000. They'll score this many points higher on the SAT than a black kid whose parents make 20,000. And Okay, you're making that as a uh, you're you're conflating the socioeconomic with racial. My thing then is, what if you have an Asian family that grows up in that same socioeconomic status as that black family, but yet because they are Asian, they are way less likely to get accepted to university mm-hmm. just because they're Asian. I yeah, that's frustrating, Brewer. Thoughts? Yeah, I don't agree with that. Cool. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's unfair because you don't necessarily know everything. I mean, you're. I think it's unfair because you're doing it based on the color of someone's skin, right? Mm-hmm. That's a why I think it's unfair. B, you don't know their situation prior to coming. You know, I mean, you really don't. I mean, if someone's parents can make over two hundred thousand dollars, mm-hmm. but their parents could treat them like crap. Their parents could not spend a dime on them. They could have to work to to feed and clothe themselves. I mean, we don't know, and most people will not tell you their situations because they don't want you to know. So I think it's unfair that that's the situation, especially if you have negative points, which makes it even harder. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's kind of an unfair advantage for me, but because like listening to that, uh, the little bit of that video with what was it, Crowder or whatever. Yeah. I now granted like. Colleges, I guess, can't really do this unless, I don't know, I've, I've never really done much for a college, so I don't know. Or at least gone, tried to get into anywhere, like, you know, fancy, I guess. Um, but it's like, I, I the idea of having something to show for what you've done, like, you might not be as smart as this other person trying to get in there, but depending on what you've been given through your life and what you decided to make out of it should be a big, like, I guess, helping factor to whether you'd let mm-hmm. somebody get into the school or whatever it is, job, whatever. Um, Cause it's like, 
if you're making the most of what you've been given and you have right. that drive to succeed, that is a promising thing to look at, I guess. Versus you could have <laughs> like the rich, spoiled kid that, you know, mom and dad can just help pay for and get you into this whatever school or whatnot and then just treat it like trash and not appreciate what you're being given kind of thing. That's two extremes, I guess. But yeah, but then like, I guess what would you do as a school to be able to, you'd really have to find pick people and stuff like that. Like it's, I don't think there'd be a quick way of being able to choose those people that are really driven to go. Well, yeah. To so a point. Cause I know, like there's the whole like you have to make an essay or whatever of why you want to go here and you yeah. can give a like little backstory about your life and then I mean well there's multiple things a college, uh, college and university can look at so mm-hmm. or they, a resume if you have one yeah so they could look you know at you know what has been your academic performance okay mm-hmm. now just because you know you come from a potentially poorer neighborhood does not mean you're not going to be as as smart yeah now. Okay, maybe, you know, you look at someone and you're like, okay, based on the fact that they essentially had no school, but yet they still managed to eke out a 3.0, this means they're a hard worker. Yeah, I don't, that's valuable. You know, the hard worker is going to do well in college if we give them a shot. Uh-huh. Don't care what their skin color is. Uh-uh. I don't care what their last name is. <laughs> you know, and, and they right. point to that as well as I say, well, if a person has a white name, they're going to be more successful in an interview. Well, what's a white name these days? Aaron Johnson. <laughs> Actually, you can't get much more whiter than that. <laughs> well, I mean, you do have traditional names that are associated with white. <laughs> Paul DeWhite. <laughs> but I think, I, think, I think what someone would pronounce as white is the A's to pronounce it. But So here's the deal. So yeah. the, the study that they're quoting essentially is you take two names, put them on a resume, put them in front of a you know, someone to screen to hire to, you know, give an interview to the job. And they say that what the study showed is, and I don't know how old the study is, it's their claim is that someone with a white name will get a call for an interview before someone with a colored name. This is how they put it in their study. Yeah. See, I <laughs> if you can I guess give someone that as a test, like you choose who you're gonna hire based on these two names. If you answer that at all that's stupid. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, but yeah, like that's I, always the fun uh, that anytime that comes up, people are like, well, this is, and I'm like, calm down. <laughs> Let's look at what this person actually has done and why I picked them right. to call them in for an interview. I was like, I know nothing about this. I, had, I didn't even search for them online. I look at the thing. I don't even look at the name. No. I look at what have they done? Mm-hmm. What are their qualifications? What are their skill sets? And then let's pick the best. Yep. I'm not going to pick Josh just because he keeps his hair short all the time. <laughs> now, depending on your job, I mean, it would be good to be nice, clean cut, tidy person at times, especially in the food industry. <laughs> food. Well, yeah. And that's all. That, <laughs> that, that machinery. I said, that's yeah. all. That's all regulated. So. Yes. Yeah. So again, I, I, I look at it as this, that I look at what you can do. And then based on what you can do, that determines where you get a call for an interview or not. And then based on that, we'll go from there. Now, that brings up another fun, interesting fact. I didn't know if you knew this, Mr. Brewer. Did you know that saying that you're blind to the race of someone is racist? 
This is according to an article from The Atlantic. Uh, it's saying it says colorblindness is counterproductive. Now, they're not talking about colorblindness like you can't see yellows. They're talking about, I can't see that you're white. Therefore, that is counterproductive. I am ignoring the potential racial discrimination you have faced in the past or that your race has faced in the past. Therefore, I am not acknowledging your limitations. Therefore, I'm being racist. What is your reaction? It's so pathetic. See, this is what I don't get. Is we want to get away, you know, people say, oh, there's still racism in the U.S. Oh, we need to get away from uh, the inequality. We are probably in a better spot today than we've ever been in this country when it comes to equality. Why do we keep trying to draw up? If, you know, everybody says the past does not have good times in American history. I agree with you. Am I for slavery? No. Does my past have slavery in it? Yes. Through my religion. Somebody mm-hmm. will have it through the color of their skin. Some, and everybody has it through their region. You know, people, people would enslave, okay, Middle Easterns, you know, that area around Egypt, would enslave people that looked just like them because they were for what? They were for a different country. They invaded a country and they had enslaved the populace. That was just the thing. This is what I don't get, though. That was just the thing. But when it comes to uh, Christians were enslaved, you know, Muslims would enslave different groups of Muslims. Africans still enslave uh, different tribes in Africa. You know, everybody has been enslaved at one point in their life. Your region, where you come from, your skin tone, your, your, your religious beliefs. Everybody has had some sort of slavery in their past. Or some sort of oppression in their racial history, you can yes. say. Yes. So why do we keep drawing up the blacks in America? And I and I say this. What I what, what confuses me is they say it's a horrible time in history. You know, there are certain places down in the south that they're trying to tear down Confederate statues and stuff like that. And I understand it. It wasn't a good time. It was a very horrible time of our history. Let's not let's not let's let's not sugarcoat it. It wasn't a but, very good time. Sounds but, like you know some people had a good time. Oh, no. The slave oh. owners had a good time, and that was not good. <laughs> they profited off of other people's yes, suffering. Yes, let's but, be honest here with that. But there are still concentration camps that are standing. What's worse than enslaving a race of people is committing gen- mass genocide, exterminating a populace. That's worse than enslaving a group of people. So if we're using, and this is where it confuses me, if, if we're using the pain of our history to teach us and to help us have a better understanding of our history to therefore keep it from happening in our future, we should be doing the same. But what we're doing here in America is we're pulling it up and we're trying to push it down. We're trying to hide it. I understand it was not a good time, but by hiding it, we're bringing it up and we we keep referencing the fact of, Oh, how do we, how do we, how do we keep this from happening I, I, it's hard to describe it. Like you sit there and you see people going, "Oh, hey!" Uh, like, like the I understand where they're coming from with the retributions. Retributions. There's families that are descendants of blacks mm-hmm. would get an extra if their income isn't at a certain point. They would get their income brought to that point, and the taxpayers would pay for it. Everything in this country is paid by taxpayers, so um, they would get that as a bonus because they, in how they described it inherently had poverty now one thing i i will say is in 
if blacks get a later start in America than other people just based on their skin tone, yes. Yeah. Equality came later. The money came later. Now, all that came later. But there are plenty of people who came to America with nothing, and they've built enterprises. So they've, they've built farms. So I'm, I'm, I understand where they're coming from, but I feel like giving things to people and giving in to certain mindsets and thoughts doesn't help them grow. I feel like it just helps them keep in the same spot that they're going, and they don't really get, get, get to, a, a, to a higher level in, in life. And I'm not talking like social or economic. I'm talking about own personal level. I mean, if I'm if I'm given a, let's say, just hypothetically speaking, if I'm given a thousand dollars a day or a thousand dollars a month, I'm going to be less inclined to work because why? I'm giving getting a thousand dollars free money, you know. So I feel like giving stuff is not going to help it as much as we think it's going to help it. So something you said that made me look this up because I remember I was reading about it, and this is an article from the WashingtonExaminer.com. Because you were talking about, uh, you you mentioned on something about like race relations or something like that. Uh, I, I don't remember fully off the top of my head. This was an article published by Washington Examiner on January twenty seventh, twenty twenty. Okay, and in this they released the results of a poll, which is changes in American satisfactions with issues since start of Trump presidency. Now, what's interesting is. The state of race relations. Now, you don't have to attribute it to Trump if you're not a Trump supporter. It's just this is where we're at in the country right now in 2020. It is at its highest right now since 2002, which I find particularly odd considering Trump is supposed to be a big racist. But so right now, the satisfaction is 36% believe the state of race relations is increased or good. Compared to where we were at with 22% at the end of Obama's term. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's other numbers in there as well, uh, such as the position of blacks and other racial minorities of the, in the nation went up by nine points to 46% positive. And the opportunity for a person in this nation to get ahead by working hard jumped up another six points from 66 to 72%. Wow. And the way income and wealth are distributed in the U.S. went up from 35% to 43% positive. So we are making roads, and again, people will keep coming back and saying affirmative action, affirmative action, affirmative action. We need to make sure that all the you know minorities get a better chance. Now, here's what's going to be funny: in a couple hundred years, so we won't be alive to see this unless our brains are uploaded into the computer network. Before then, what happens in the U.S. then when whites become the minority? Will they then be granted the same action as affirmative action? Or will it be because they are white, they are inherently privileged, as is the terminology nowadays, where they are not going to be afforded this? Because they are white, therefore they can't be a minority. Just like I've heard the argument, I'm black, therefore I can't be racist. I've actually heard that from someone's lips. Hmm. uh, It just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, kind of answering your question before, we're in a time to where people are treated with more respect than ever before yeah but we keep bringing it up and not bringing it up in a good way but bringing it up in a negative way like we still owe someone something but nobody today lived back then and very few people today i shouldn't say very few people um 
there are plenty of people who went through the civil rights era that are still alive. But most right. young people today know nothing of what that was like. But yet, everybody still owed something. And I feel as a white person, I'm the bad guy. And I haven't even done anything. Well, did you know you are the bad guy? And, see, and that's the thing. It's, that's what I don't get is the reverse racism. It's, it's like, um, not trying to be political, but it's like a Democrat and a Republican. If the Republican does it, it's wrong. But if the Democrat does it, it's okay. If the Democrat says to the Republican, hey, you can't do that, people praise the Democrat. But if the Republican says, hey, you can't do that to the Democrat, everybody boos the Republican. It's like, it's like you lose in every scenario and you have no control over the whole situation. It's like people are just brainwashed. You have to be politically correct. Now, I will admit fully here, I have taken full advantage of this white guilt. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I speak at a conference in Seattle, and one of the guys that goes there, he, he will promote anyone and anything done, anyone who is a POC, person of color, or anything done by someone who is POC, regardless of the quality, only for the fact that he says, I'm supporting someone or something of POC. And I exploit that. And you know what? I know I'm not the only one who does. Hmm. Because all this white guilt over potentially being racially insensitive or the crimes that you may have committed against anyone of non-white bleach porcelain skin, which in, the, in Wisconsin in the winter, we stick out. <laughs> okay. But right. you see that going on and just like, you know, and, and I and I honestly, so I say I take advantage of that, yes. But at the same time, like when I do stuff like for work or for whatever, I sometimes have to double take and make sure that what's happening isn't because I have some Mexican blood in me, but more because I'm the qualified person for it. Am I yeah. am I getting this position? Am I getting this project? Am I getting this whatever because I'm the most qualified person for it, or because we need some diversity on this team? We need someone who can bring the skin tone down a little bit away from the pure white down to a little bit more mixed brown. Right. And that drives me nuts. When you say we're hiring diversity just to hire diversity, forced diversity is not diversity. Yeah. Hmm. Because here's the problem with forced diversity. If I force you, Aaron, uh oh. if I force you to add into your rotation of music, a certain style of music that maybe you, you're not a fan of the best, I don't know right. what style music. What what style of music don't you aren't you a fan of? <sighs> um, goodness. Because <laughs> you could say mumble rap. There, we'll go with that. Mumble rap. What? Yeah. Okay. Mumble rap. So yeah. if I, I guess it's a style of rap. But... So for diversity's sake, Aaron, I'm going to force you to add a few albums of mumble rap into your collection. Nah. What's going to happen when that comes up? Skip. Exactly. You <laughs> have it there, but you're not engaging with it. Yeah. If the same thing can be said for a college, a university, a workplace, if you're being forced diversity, that's not going to have that impact. If it's a natural inclusive diversity where, hey, you know what? Aaron, as the local Asian, <laughs> he's definitely not Asian. No. Uh, <laughs> you know, he scores real great on this. He brings his culture into the school. That's great. Right. If Josh, as the black athlete that he's not, comes in 
and he brings his racial diversity, that's great. But being saying, well, you know, Josh, no, he's good at basketball, but his grades suck. We're going to admit him anyway, because <laughs> we, we, we need to make everything look good. No, that it's shouldn't be right. how it goes. Nope. Now, this adds a whole other layer of complexity when you have people like Rachel Dolezard out there. Who is Rachel Dolezard? The, uh, the... Brewer. Who is Rachel Dolezard? I don't know. You both do not remember Rachel Dolezard or Dolezal like or whatever. That name, that last name does not sound. Not Dolezard, Dolezal. Mm, no. She is an American author, multimedia artist, former college instructor, and former NAACP chapter president. What is NAACP? NAACP. Oh. <laughs> no, wait. Oh. What is NAACP? NAACP. Oh, I'm, National I'm, Association for for Advancement of Colored People. Yep. So, yes. civil rights organization in the U.S. founded in 1909. Okay. She was a former chapter president there. Okay. Well, Dolezal calls herself transracial. She is a white woman who identifies as a black woman. So now, if you have transracial thrown into yeah. the mix, how does affirmative action stack with that? Johnson, you're white. You're admitting you're you're applying for a college, right? Yeah. Well, guess what. This sounds horrible, and it sounds like I'm making fun of people, but I'm not. I promise you. Just look at this. Let's look at the facts here. Remember how much I said you would have to have scored as a black man to get entered into college? Oh, yeah. It was 690. 690, right? Let's say you, you're you college age right now, right? You apply for a college, your dream college. You, you want to oh, go there. Okay. Yeah. And you get your test score back. You only got 710 on your SAT. But you're whiter than white. Well, go like Dolezal. I identify I'm as good. black. I'm good to go. So we start having these complications in life now because we allow people to identify as whatever they like. And then you layer that on top of this law. <laughs> and Just how know. does this work now? Yeah, if you can identify as anyone, how does that help? Doesn't. So you're telling me she would have taken up uh now let's let's assume i agreed 100 with um agreed with this 100 i said affirmative action yes you know right we want it. hispanic people should be get in on a 700 to sats okay because we're dumb as rocks <laughs> i'm half mexican i can say that <laughs> get over it fair enough okay i'm offended you're oh white God. you don't get to be <laughs> identify as hispanic now Okay, so Josh identifies as Hispanic now. So yeah. how do you reconcile that then? If you can identify... Johnson. Yeah. You can identify as a black female. As a white man, you can identify as a black female. Therefore, guess what? You can... A, you get a bonus on your points for admission. B, you get to, you get to be on the women's team, which means you're probably stronger than most of the women, biologically. Er, freaking ripped. To, you're not ripped, but no, you I, have I, something... I just... You have something in greater quantity than they do. Right. What's that? Balls. Well, no. <laughs> I, said, true. I said greater quantity. That would imply that they have muscle mass. One at least. Uh, testosterone. Testosterone. Which you males biologically have more than females. Okay, cue the hate lighters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that gives you denser muscle mass, stronger bones, stronger muscles, just because of the testosterone. Testosterone. I'm sorry, that's a biological fact. 
So if you go in now identifying as a black female on, let's say, the wrestling team, Johnson, you just got all the diversity points for affirmative action. (laughs) There is no one, there is no one who can have more diversity points than you at this point. Let's play diversity point, (laughs) you know, bingo or whatever. How many, how many things could you make, could you check off to make, to be more diverse, to, to get, therefore get more affirmative action points to get better entry in? All of a sudden, Aaron with his SAT of 200 somehow manages to get into Harvard. Yeah. On a full ride. Dude, sign me up. Because Aaron is now a lesbian, transgender, transracial. Recruited sports person. Oh, and you're probably also, you could also probably like trans um, an injury or something. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm part cyborg. You identify as, as missing an arm. <laughs> So that's how. I hope not. That, 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 no, I said you identify as. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, that's not. A little but bit. I mean, that's how ridiculous it's gotten with this affirmative action stuff. Now, what's. I use the word funny loosely, very loosely, very sarcastically. Supreme, uh, the Supreme, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. You know who he is? Either of you. He, uh, mm, well, I, who is I mean, he? I wrote it in the notes. Oh, what'd you read? But, what is he? The only current black justice right poses huh? affirmative action yeah so he's on the supreme court yes so yes he does oppose affirmative action he believes the equal protection clause of the 14th amendment forbids consideration of race such as race-based affirmative action or preferential treatment mm-hmm. so and i think he's right here in that he believes it creates a culture of victimization it implies blacks require special treatment in order to succeed now and like and thomas says he he cites his own experience of affirmative action programs as a reason for his criticism just like i say you know what i i know i've benefited from some of this i know i abuse some of it and i say it is a hundred percent bullcrap and should not be something that should be done not at all if all three of us applied for the same job or for the same college it should be down to merit oh yeah no yeah it should be down to Okay, this is a job for being a Velpert. Aaron mm. has experience. He wins. Yes. You know? It, yeah. This isn't a... It should be super simple, but This it's isn't not. a... Okay, everyone put your hands in the, in the door first. Let's look at your skin color. Okay, now, based on that, Aaron automatically gets negative 20 points Dang on it. his chart. Mm-hmm. So, and honestly, I'm tired of it, you know? And I feel I, like that's... I mean, I guess, yeah, if... Well, I can't, I can't really speak to it because I'm not a person of color. I try but to pretend like, I'm not. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, I feel like that would be, I mean, that would be upsetting to be like, well, I get these benefits just because of this. It's like they're, I'm also, I, I feel like that just makes me, what, I, what are the words I'm looking for? I mean, well, yeah, you said a handicap, you know, kind yeah. of thing. It's just that I, doesn't. Every time I see Feel something right. on social Feel media good. where people are like, oh, these poor people of color, blah, 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 we need to do this. And I'm like, stop telling me what I should be feeling and shouldn't be feeling. Stop telling me I'm underrepresented, that I'm underprivileged, that I'm under this, under that. I'm like, the only one to blame for whatever happens is me. Right. I agree. I have no one else to blame but myself. You want to tell me that it is the government's fault or it's systemic racism in the U.S., against people with more melanin in their skin 
that is the cause of me failing or the cause of me being bankrupt or the cause of me getting divorced or the cause of me getting a speeding ticket or the cause of me being charged more for murder or the cause of me being more in debt or the cause of me making less money or the cause of me doing X, 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 X or X. <laughs> Amen. Preach it. Oh. oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is not the case. Right. I am responsible. Yeah. Yeah. And I fear we have gone too far down the road here in America and elsewhere in the world. I'm not saying just America, where we want to play the victim for why everything is not our fault. So we look for anything that makes us different from the rest. Oh, I'm gay, so therefore I'm being targeted. Oh, I'm a lesbian, so therefore I'm being targeted. Oh, I'm overweight, so therefore I'm being targeted. Oh, I have more melanin in my skin, so therefore I'm being targeted. Oh, I'm short, I'm under five foot, therefore I'm being targeted. Oh, I'm too tall, I'm over six foot, therefore I'm being targeted. I have blonde hair, therefore I'm being targeted. I have blue eyes, therefore I'm being targeted. So if you're a person, you're being targeted. (laughs) Yes, you are, because all of us have something that eventually gets targeted. Right. I'm sorry. And just because you're born with wonderful white pale skin that glows in the sunlight under a bright moon does not mean that you have more abilities, powers, or privilege than the rest of us here in the U.S. Right. No, it doesn't. I don't look at a white person and go, they are perfect. (laughs) Conversely, I don't look at a Mexican person and go, they are perfect. I look at most Mexican people and go, oh, please shut up. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I guess you are one, so it's fine. Yes, I am. (laughs) Because... And again, I'm speaking to my family where they're like, oh, we hate Trump because of this, 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 or they spread fake news. I'm like, oh, just shut up, please. I was like, please get educated. And then, you know, then let's talk. Right. But I'm not going, oh, you know, I see a white person. Therefore, they must be educated and know what they're talking about. I need to get in good graces with them. You know, they're smart. No, because then there's me. (laughs) So, I mean, these things are what's going to continue to drive us backwards. Here, as long as we keep defining ourselves by our groups, whether that be political group, a religious group, a racial group, a size group, a height group, X, whatever you group yourself into categorically, if you let that run how you respond to things and how you react to others based on that, we're in for a very sad future. Yeah. As you can tell, I'm a little passionate about the subject. (laughs) Nah, I didn't know that. I can go further. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I completely agree. And the thing that stinks is I can say that and people roll their eyes. But when a minority says it, they're like, okay, hey, God, maybe we're actually. Speak it. Yeah. Well, no, but it's they're willing to listen. Yeah. That's the yeah. thing, though. It's And that's the thing that frustrates me is I feel like I have less of an impact because I'm white. I didn't choose to be white. Yeah, so yeah. I'm. What? When you fill out that paperwork, you wrote the word or you chose white. You could have chose something else. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Brewer does make, Brewer he, does make he a good does. point. He because, is making a so point. So you can't listen to me. You can't hear what I say. You view me different because I. You were born. I was born white. Yeah. I was. And, and that's. We people are very, 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 very dumb. Days. Very dumb. I mean, I feel like people have always been dumb. And but I, I just—it's just different things. It's the wolf. Ah. It's the the it's the wolf pack mentality. Okay, people will bark, bark, bark. But as soon as there's somebody next to them that has the same uh, the same idea, if they outnumber someone, they go in and bite. Hmm. 
So, I mean, it's, it's frustrating for me because, I mean, we are going to become a minority, Aaron. We are. I think it's by 2050, whites will no longer be majority. They will be a minority, and blacks and Mexicans will outnumber whites, but there won't be a singular majority race by 2050. Well, that's because us Mexicans reproduce like rabbits. You have a family of 10 of them. That's will be, I mean, you at some point. Ouch. Well, I, because, I, like, look, like, like I said, look at my grandma, right? Eight kids. No twins or anything in there. So, eight different kids. <laughs> Woo. Right. So, it's, it's, it's just, it's, what, what I find funny is, okay, when, and there's, a, there's these articles all over the web. They call it, are you familiar with the term white fragility? No. Mm mm. Or well, wannabe. The the idea of white fragility is that your white mind your minds of white people are so fragile that you can't talk and think about racism properly. That it offends you so much that you can't handle it. Like Aaron and I can't talk about it because it offends us so much. Yeah. I'm offended. <laughs> I'm offended they think I'm offended. You can't tolerate <laughs> racial stress is one of the ways they put it. Stress. You're insulated yeah. from race-based stress. The insulated environment of racial protection builds white expectations for racial comfort while at the same time lowering the ability to tolerate racial stress. Then what I refer as white fragility, according to this document. And it's a bunch of baloney. <laughs> it's a bunch of baloney. Thank you. Uh, now, to to Brewer's point early earlier, they said where like if I say something. I can say it, but if he says it, no one's going to listen to him. Yeah. You know, that that's kind of true because, yeah. you know, but now that being said, guess what? I will get pushback from the Mexican community being like, how could, how dare you betray us? I'll be labeled. Oh, no, I shouldn't say will be. I have been labeled by a few people who are of the Mexican descent as a race traitor because I don't believe that I'm oppressed. I don't believe that I deserve special privileges just because my skin's a little darker. I don't believe that I should get extra money every month because, hello, I might be able to speak Spanish. I might be able to speak Spanish. <laughs> Hint, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you can li- you can hear it, right? You just, I, I, you're yeah, not fluent in speaking it. I can't it. speak it. Mm. Yeah, that's, wow. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. So ridiculous. To say the least. Well, yeah. There's a lot of ridiculous things. This uh, this website, it's a weird one. First off, it's called nice. thebodyisnotanapology.com. Do not recommend you go there. Okay, first off. <clears throat> okay. The body is not an apology. So, did you know that Josh is demonstrating patriarchy and dominating when he speaks over people? And he's also demonstrating white supremacy. I can't wow. believe we live in this world. I, I I mean I can. <laughs> Do I necessarily enjoy that? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Ugh. So it's like 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 I I where's where where do these people have the mental capacity to be so deranged sometimes? How how could you say something like that? I'm sorry. I I, I didn't want you to think I was talking about you. <laughs> so offended. I, I, I mean, 
I don't know what well, what creates people to say stuff like that or make stuff up like that. Is it because they want to, like I don't I do know that there are people out there that like to cause issues that like to cause conflict. They have this. I know somebody who will sit there and lie to you just to get a reaction out of you. Like he likes to do that. He insinuates false truths into people. He causes drama in the shop. Like what about you has that burning desire to do that? It's people who want to feel more important and feel the center. You know, it, it so here here's here's a fun one. Here's a fun one. Tell me what about this is racist and problematic? Cuz this is considered a problematic statement. Okay? Racist are a problem. White people aren't. What about that is a uh, problematic? Wait, Racists are a problem. White people aren't. Oh, okay. What 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 about that is problematic? Racist. Let me guess what the response is. Take a guess. Because white people are racist. Is that what is that what the answer is? The the answer is you're not taking into account internal biases and benefits of privilege. Therefore, because you're white, you are racist, and therefore you are a problem. You know, it's one <laughs> of these crazy people you know, get. <laughs> Get elected and become a dictator, and somehow the U.S. becomes. Are you white explaining this to me right now? Hey, <laughs> if, if 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 somebody like this, you are white explaining this to me. Stop bro, it, bro. We're we're gonna be we're gonna we're gonna they're gonna genocide us, Stop dude. It. We're gonna genocide white people off the earth. So that's a lot of people. Oh well. <laughs> so yeah, because Brewer was there just explaining it to me in terms of whiteness. That's white explaining. That's. Disgusting, Josh. Why can't you just shut I your can't trap? Believe that's actually a thing. Why Paul. can't you just shut your trap and just keep to yourself? Because we'll die. Yeah, everyone. The death rate is hundred percent, but we just don't want your opinions or thoughts involved. So, in so you know what? You know what a good, um, <laughs> you know what a good <clears throat> example that they use about white explaining is what the phrase "all lives matter." All lives matter instead of Black Lives Matter. Their argument is because when you say all lives matter, that dismisses the need to protect black people from a criminal justice system that doesn't value their lives, and you're dismissing a whole movement aimed at just doing that. <sighs> and they say, right now, we don't need you interrupting to remind us that white people matter, too. That's not... That's the thing. The only... White and black are not the only two races in the world, <laughs> believe it or not. I was going to say, at the same time, too... Whole Black Lives Matter is built on false accusations made by the media. Pull, it, pull that aside. Pull that aside. Okay. Assume, assume that the phrase is true right now. Okay. Okay. But right. the but I'm I'm not asking you to like. It. I'm just saying pull that aside for now because we're not going to get delve into that argument. But that you pull that into there, and that whole argument all of a sudden be, becomes over the exact phrasing. They're saying because you're not saying black lives, you're saying all lives, it's ignoring us, and so therefore you're white explaining it. We're not important. You're whitewashing it. Hey, that's a good song. Well, whitewashed is a good song. I say white explaining is a song? No, no, whitewashed. <laughs> so yes, I, I this drives me nuts. Yeah. Thank oh, you. I, Thank you. That's just a white person who sees that. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm just, <laughs> I don't think it's been only white people that see it. <laughs> no, and, and there are there are sane people, yeah, who have a little more melanin in their skin and come from different racial backgrounds that agree with this as well. Now we're right. called racial traitors, 
yeah. we're told uh, that we don't understand our own race and blah 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 blah. And you know, we're 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 given the same hate as other people. Like I'll You're be not... give, I'll be given the same hate at, from a non Mexican as they would give to a white person. Yeah, because you're not really Mexican anymore. You're you're a trainer. Yeah. Johnson, any final words? Um, this might get to be a very divisive topic, by the way. But right, <laughs> not really. I guess it's just yeah, the whole affirmative action thing does not seem to balance out what it, I guess, originally probably was meant for. Right, it's and and being, I'm not I'm not disagreeing that originally it probably had good intentions. Yeah. It's just now it's that, been turned into a whole different kind of game. Yeah, it's just, and, and especially now in the days of transracial, transgender, trans ability, it's a mess. Yeah, I mean everything started out with good intent, but I feel like recently in the last ten, fifteen years, everything has gone completely the opposite of direction of what it was once created for. I mean, even if we shoot back to one of our original conversations, now this is going back a little bit in time, but Antifa, you know, originally Antifa. Not American Antifa, but historically Antifa was I remember this conversation. anti-fascist, so it went against fascism. But since it's been in America, it's got its own way of doing it, and they're practically fascists themselves. So what you're telling me... Well, I'm just saying everything's taken a 180-degree turn. Well, 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 yeah, so what you're telling me is the road to hell is paid with good intentions. Thank you.